AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Another week, another job fair. Roger early again. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now hiring. A lot of workers, JG, are refusing to return to the office and are being fired for it. One of the reasons that workers are refusing to go back to the office is something called lunchflation. What is that? The price of lunchtime meals across the United States has increased to the point that a lot of workers are going, yo, I don't even want to come in because I'm going to have to order lunch. And lunch food prices are up almost 15% from this time last year. Did you ever pack lunch? Damn. When you was at a job? I was just about to say, why can't they just pack a fucking yeah. lunch? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's what the employer said. I didn't pack, I didn't pack lunch. I didn't pack lunch if I got married. I ain't going to lie about that. When I produced the morning television show, I packed for lunch. Yeah. And nobody, and nobody ever think y'all was cute enough to bring y'all lunch? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. That just felt like some construction worker shit. I was like, I ain't no construction worker. Bring me my... You bring lunch to me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely like... I, I never was having the time to be like, ooh, let me be all proactive and make my lunch before I go to bed. No, I was normally too wild for that shit. Be, I, it nah, just I never just felt like something cool. Like, Jacqueline, is that attractive? A man yeah. that just... Damn. <laughs> I got my Del Monte little peach slices in the cup here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Wednesday is the most beautiful day. You know why I do this show on Wednesday? It's because Wednesday is halftime. Monday and Tuesday could have sucked, and you need today to reset, make the adjustments, and come back out the locker room Thursday morning with your shit together. Or Monday and Tuesday could have been so bad that you just check out on Wednesday and call it an early weekend. Facts. Under the covers, I'm not getting the out. The show I'm is waiting. not here to give you a great week. It's not here to fix your problems on Friday after a bad week. We are here to just give you a little sip of emotional Gatorade and send you back out there into that shitty job that you can't stand. Who knows how many people we've set down the road of selling used draws to make a better oh, life. Oh, and third, Hallelujah. I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought that up. We mm. we got a single guest today, the homie Sal Vulcano. I don't know why I keep, why do I always do that, Ralph? Why do I get into radio mode? A guest, and I'm not going to tell you who. You're going to be so surprised. <laughs> it's in the fucking description. <laughs> you know who it is. <laughs> I, people do that on podcasts a lot, too. It's just like the description is all over this shit. They're tagging all the social media. It's not a fucking surprise. You're never going to believe who we've gotten. It's going to be so surprising. Don't read the description, but it's going to be so exciting. Sal Vulcano from True TVs and Practical Jokers will be on with us uh, very shortly as 
they get ready for their new episodes back on True TV on uh, June 16th. Season 10, homie. Them are some wild boys, man. You should ask him what his thoughts are about the uh, magician in Practical Jokers. <laughs> oh, oh, see, Ooh. now you're starting shit because I know two of those people. Ooh. I know. Ooh. Uh, he's just starting shit, right? Ooh, right. So, Real quick, let's just speed to it real fast. Let's, let's get into the CMO today. Rod, I'm sure you're already aware of this one. I think we were, were you, me, and third swapping this? JG, by the way, the three of us have a group text that's separate <laughs> apart from you. It's nothing disrespectful. I don't want you to feel excluded. I yeah, think no. would rather we not include you on that one. You don't want to be in Yeah, that. you don't want to see some of the stuff we send. You don't. We we started it out of pure respect for you in the first place, so it was just you know, it was just mm mm. A former mm-mm. TLC star and influencer, Jacqueline, took to her TikTok to show the world that she makes up to three hundred to five hundred dollars a bottle. Titty sweat. <laughs> <laughs> A former TLC star and influencer is selling bottles of her mammary sweat, also known as boob sweat, for $300 to $500 a bottle. Stephanie Maddow, who was once on 90 Day Fiance Uh in 2020, has put up a series of TikTok videos that are basically a a how-to. She sits out in the sun with a bottle nestled right under, you know, like right where the underwire of the bra goes. (laughs) She puts a bottle there. And just sits there and just lets sweat dribble, dribble in there like a maple tree. You ever seen how they get maple syrup? Yes. <laughs> you, oh, wow. You, she just taps her you, sternum? You, Is that what you're saying? You, Tapping her sternum? You hammer that funnel wow. into the side of a tree. That's what she's doing, Jacqueline. So what size now, is her breast? Here's the bigger question. And this is for Rod. Uh, you're always early when we need you. You're right on time for this one. What does one do with a bottle of mammary juice, Rod? Ew. Now, what what I think you do with that is you you dab a little bit on <laughs> you you dab a little bit of it on a rag or t shirt, maybe a bra, some panties you bought from this same woman, and you sniff that while you jack it. No, because there ain't much to do with a jar of sweat. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to drink that. I mean, unless you into that, you know. But it's gonna go too fast. Yeah, just a little dab of do you? Yeah, you know? I can't sniff it. Go too fast. I can't sniff I it can't. like you like you're huffing glue. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, nasty. I mean, what would you do with it? And it's it's not a lot of sweat. By the way, like it's not like she's selling gallons and gallons. It looks like the best I can describe it is those free cologne samples you get. Gotcha. When you buy cologne in a department store. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a spritz. Well, wait a minute. People are paying three hundred dollars for that. Yeah. You paying that much money for a spritz? Well, it is. You know, if you buy porn, you weird as fuck and 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 financially irresponsible. So it's not oh. shocking that people would spend that much money. On something like that. Rod, Rod, talk to me, homie. Oh, Where it's, ex- it's extremely Where is this on a simpometer. High on the simpometer. It's very high. Cause that's how you figure. If you pay to get anything from a woman, you're a simp. Right off the bat. And okay. the Strike fact one. that porn yeah. is free and you're buying some form of porn is super simping. And you could just go to the gym. And accidentally wipe ladies with a towel and get the same sweat and just Ew. go home. Ew. That's ten dollars like a month at Planet Fitness instead I... of five hundred to her. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say get a job at Planet Fitness and just take the towels out the towel hamper. Mm. Now nah, you might not want to work at the gym. I get that, but yeah, you can just swipe some ladies at Planet. Oh, I'm sorry, and then just go on about your business. <laughs> That's creepy and disgusting. I, I think simp. I think simp is better than creep. <laughs> I mean, but it, but it is you know six in mm. one hand, half a dozen in the other one. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
It is simply, it, it is creepy. They're interchangeable when you talk about specific things. <laughs> Nonetheless. Mm. I yeah. even go as far as to say oh, creepy yeah. simping. For making $5,000 a day and sitting mm. up there mm. and flipping that sweat. Mm. And I wonder... I wonder what women would do. You think women would pay for that that booty sweat that like right there in the small of your back or like right under like your your ass cheek? You think anybody would? No. Like if I could bottle that? No. Yes, yes. We've talked we've talked about crack. this with porn before. If if there's a market for literally everything on this planet, you telling me there's people who are into vomit as porn, but don't nobody want some dude crack sweat? Ain't no mm. way. Everything goes in porn. I was about to say, crack, crack and taint sweat might be a real high commodity right about now, homie. That's disgusting. Mm. Roy Wood taint sweat. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Fox and this NBC shit go crack. <laughs> Something else go crack. <laughs> mm. For making five thousand dollars a day, sell a den, but to sweat from your body, <laughs> Sister Stephanie Matter, you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the mm, week. Mm, mm. Congratulations! Let me no. see you where in China I can buy some bulk cologne bottles in case I need to sell <laughs> them little sample, them little sample tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you order that shit from China, you gotta order got like two thousand at a time and shit, and then it's gonna Ew. Okay. Listen, I know a couple of niggas that still got some of them old dime rock crack vials left over from eighty seven. <laughs> Perfect. Holla at me. <laughs> I know some niggas that got them little tubes. <laughs> oh shit. Worse than first time. This first guest, our only guest this week. This is a good friend of mine. JG, who do we have? We're joined by comedian Sal, and the Staten Island comic is best known for his ridiculous antic on the show Impractical Jokers. A few fun facts about Sal. He has a terrifying fear of cats. He has not one but two tattoos of Jaden Smith, and he's an ordained minister. <laughs> Sal will be talking to us about his comedy career and a variety of crazy work experience from his past. Hello, Sal. Sal, brother, when I say it's good to see you, I mean it. Give us a worst job or a first job from that time in Staten Island. I know there had to have been a lot of weird, questionable get paid in cash only gigs for you during that for time. sure yeah, yeah i've only had i was thinking about this because i've only had i think five jobs in my life i'm about to be 46 so i worked at a 24-hour convenience store uh i got my working papers at 14 i started at that store uh, i worked there five years i went from the stock boy to the register to the deli guy uh, at, in my 19th year, I, I, I was kept trying to poach. I kept trying to get this job one block away at the pizzeria because I had friends. I was going into college and friends were delivering pizza. That was off the books tip money. And I was at convenient food mart still making like five twenty-five an hour on the books. So mm -hmm. they were making like $10, $12 cash off the books, which is insane, an insane leap. So I had been trying to, to get that job. And then I got that job, and I stayed with it all the way till I was 22. Uh, got out of college, worked at Prudential Securities for about four years. Left there, was a bartender for like eight or nine years, got the show, and decided to fully focus on comedy for like the last 10 years. So I've only had five jobs. The fact that you can name all five fucking jobs is honestly incredible. That is, that's, that's a win within itself, because I can promise you I have not... I've had more than five, and I can't remember a good number of them at this point. That's that's crazy, homie. Yeah, I dig in. I stay the course until it's ready for me to move on. Like every, everything's just been like five years, four years, four years, eight years, ten years, you know. But I have a better story for my second job. So, okay, first of all, I'm trying to get this job because it's so so much better pay. You know, I was going there, I was buying slices and stuff. So finally, one day, he he tells me, "All right." You can work here. Can you start like Monday or whatever it was, right? Okay. And it just so happened that like two weeks before that, I got into a car accident and my car got totaled. Oh. 
So <laughs> now I don't have a car. And he hires me. And I accept a job and I don't tell him that I don't have a car. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go and I tell my dad. I'm like, Dad, I got to get a car. I don't know what to do. You know, whatever. So he's like, all right, I need it by this time. So my dad's like, all right, let's figure out what we could do here. Maybe we could scrap together like a thousand bucks, eleven hundred bucks. So the way we looked for a car is my my dad, I got in his car and we drove up and down the streets of our neighborhood just looking for cars, like that extra car in the driveway, like on the lawn that has like the chalk on the window that says like, you know, two thousand spot make car. offer. Yeah, like a yard car. Like we didn't have really a <laughs> dog enough. living under it. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have we couldn't go to like a there's really no like cars like under a thousand dollars at a lot. So yeah, we found one for nine hundred bucks. It was a, <laughs> it was like a, like a shit brown Plymouth Reliant K car. It was the cars that they used to use for driver's ed. Bro, oh, yeah. you know, I had a Dodge Aries, which is like in that same model. Wow, that model style. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, everything was identical to the driver's ed car, so it didn't have the second wheel. You know, so I bought it. <laughs> For 900 bucks, I get to, I, you know, I get, I, I put it in gas. I make sure it has oil, whatever I could do. It was, seemed like it was running fine. So I get there that day, first night of work, torrential, torrential downpouring. My wipers don't work. I didn't realize that. Oh, shit. Work. <laughs> so, oh, so. shit. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. I'm not telling him that I got the car the day before or whatever it was. I like I had like temporary shit on the thing or two days before. And so and I'm not going to tell him that it's I, I don't want to F up. I don't want to lose this job. It took me a long time. I don't want to tell him that I can't deliver. And I don't want to tell him that I don't have wipers. What's he going to do? So. I didn't know what to do. So I ran into my old job up the block and I got this twine that I used to do, that I used to take to like wrap all the cardboard like recycling. And I tied twine to the wipers. And then I, I, I had enough to pull it into the car. And then I, I held it in my fist and I drove and then pulled the, the I pulled the Stop wipers playing, manually yeah. while I was delivering. <laughs> You ever see like Home Alone when he's like in there and he's controlling like the Michael Jordan thing and he's pulling? Like, I'm just literally driving and I'm pulling it for the whole night. I did that. Yo. First night, first night ever working there. I ended up working there like four years, but first night ever working there, right? How many weeks did it take you to get real wipers? I I got them. I went. My dad Jeez. took me like the next. I didn't go back without wipers after that. Like I just had. See. No, it wasn't even that I didn't have wipers. It's the wipers didn't work. So I just the motor. Yeah, the motor. Yeah, we had to get that fixed. So fast forward, like, you know, sometime later, I had the job for a while. This is just like, it's more of like a, a breath of like crazy stories I have from this. And I'm driving and I, I've been in a bunch of car accidents in my life. I think one was my fault and it was this one. And like there's five of us, right? So I'm delivering this dinner to this. I still remember the address, 32 Avenue. And I have everything in like the pizza box and it's on the floor on the front of my car on the passenger side. And I'm driving. At this time, I had like long hair. I was like into, I was like Eddie Vedder. Like I had the long hair. I smoked. And, and so I'm driving and I, yo, the only thing I did was put a, 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 a Tribe Called Quest sticker on the dashboard and I hung like, my niece gave me like an Elmo thing, like a keychain, so I hung it from the, the car was complete stock except for the sticker and this Elmo thing, and I'm driving, and it had one of those old ashtrays that, no joke, you could probably, a few cartons worth of ash. Like, it would pull, it would pull out almost like a, a different, another glove box, almost. Oh, yeah, it was like inside the armrest or deep in the ashtray. Like, half the dashboard was ashtray in those days. It was days. under the radio, which didn't work, by the way, only AM. So I also had a boombox with eight double D batteries and a CD player on top that I had in the front seat that I played for music instead of the radio because it only had AM. So it was a fucking mess, right? So I'm smoking and I'm, I have the cigarette and I'm, I'm driving and I had, I remember I had like a Dr. Pepper and I'm holding that in between my legs and, I, and it just was not good, right? I learned, but at one point I forgot, you know, I wanted to double check where I was going. And so I just pulled away from a red light. I'm going about 20, 25 miles an hour. And the road naturally, like, it curved. 
and I took my eyes off the, the street for like one second. I looked down to look at the receipt and see what the, and then when I came back up, I had like, went like that to look at the receipt and I had completely swerved to the right. And when I came back up, oh. there was a parked car in front of me on the street, a parked car. I was doing, I was doing approximately 30 miles an hour. And when I looked up, I was less than 10 feet from the car. Ooh. And I slammed on the brakes, skid, didn't even help. I hit this car, the car like jackknifed up, went, it, it, it went <laughs> off the curb and then knocked down a wrought iron fence of the house that the yeah. property was on and was on the fence half on their property. My head smashed the windshield, broke it. The food popped out, went everywhere. It was baked ziti. I had baked ziti all through my hair, like just... <laughs> Just literally pasta, like in my hair, glass shards in my hair. I played hockey at the time. The trunk popped open. All my equipment came out all over the street. I mean, all of it. Like a full hockey bag of equipment all over the street. I have Bay ZD hanging from my hair. This car is knocked down, and I'm just sitting there, and no, there was no other cars around for that moment. And I just was, like, stunned. And I'm like, I looked in, I saw that the mirror was broken. I wasn't bleeding. I looked, there was pasta in my hair and everything. And it was the only time there's two delivery drivers was Fridays between 5 and 8 p.m. And it happened to be between 5 and 8 p.m. And a moment later, it just so happens, the other delivery driver, this kid Rocky, as a matter of fact, he passed by and he slowed down. He just looked at me and he was like, Sal? And I was like, yeah, man. And he's like, yo, your shit is everywhere. Are you okay? And he's like, I'll go get Pat. I'll go get Pat. That was the owner. And he runs back to get him. And now the cops come, the ambulance come. I'm standing outside, I'm giving them my account of everything. And as I'm giving the cops the, the account, the, I guess the guy who had parked there was like a park and ride. He, he had taken the express bus into the city and parked <laughs> his car there. Oh, no. So as I'm giving the cop the account, the express bus across the other street pulls over and this guy gets out and he starts walking across the street and he starts walking toward us and the cop's like, you gotta get away. And he goes, he goes no, I don't. And he goes, that's my car. And then I just looked at him, and I had pasta in my hair and everything, and I just was like, <laughs> I just looked at him, he was fuming. And I just was like, I didn't mean it. That's the only thing I could come up with, was like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Dude. So that was horrible, right? So now I have no car, though. So I'm out of job. And my boss was so nice at the time that he's like, I'm not going to let this happen to you. And... Across the street from the pizzeria was a body shop. And we knew the guy there. And he was mostly a body shop, but he had some beater cars, like hoopty cars in the lot. And he had like, you know, he sold tires on the side, something like that. So he gave me, a, my boss paid for this and said I could pay him back. He bought me a Chevy Cavalier red station wagon. Wow. For $550. So I got that up and running. The tires were bad, so he popped on tires that he had in a lot. And there was two tires that weren't the same as the other two tires. So, like, the car, when it rode, it would, like, kind of, like, run like this. <laughs> so, so He had the early wave runner, son. There were times I was like, oh, there, good things happened, too. Like, like, one time a woman didn't have money to tip me, so she just, she just took her shirt off. <laughs> Yeah. Tits or tips. That's how that works. Yeah. Tits or tips. That, that's pretty much what he okay. just said there. Tits or tips. And yeah, no, okay I, 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 I really aren't, though. Okay what, what, what did she order, though? Let's hang on. I need to know <laughs> cup size versus what she ordered. I think it was mm. a. I think it was a regular cheese. Like, it was just a pie, for sure. That, cause she, just a cheese pizza? Yeah, but I, I don't remember what it was just cheese. Like, it was just a pie, because that's what she ordered all the time. Like, she was, she was pretty cool. She was, like, a little older than probably my age. She was, like, young 20s. She was always like smoking. Oh, that's, that's quality. quality. That's quality. And again, tips I'm sorry, tips. Jacqueline. I, we apologize. Tips or tips. That's acceptable. Yeah. I don't, and, she used to, and she used to tip me really well. Like uh, f back then, $5 was like a dunk. Like it was like, it was usually like the pizza was eight. The small pizza was seven. The regular pizza was eight. So I was hoping for the 10. So $2 was like I was hoping each time. But I would get a dollar or nothing, plenty. So five was crazy. And she used to always tip me five. So I would love going there. Like, I would prioritize the routes based on tips without a doubt. Like, I knew that thing like Wayne Man. But when I got there, she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't have anything to give to you today. But, and she just opened her robe. And I was like, 
I just didn't even what know what to say. What did you used to do? Well, you know what? I'm going to save that question for Scam of the Week. Let's go to the break. The homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short, is going to drive this show off the rails real fast. And then we're going to get back to the homie Sal Vulcano telling delivery tales. I'm going to tell you about a woman. She's dead now, so I could use her name. Fuck legal. Her name is... And she's a... And she used to live on Road in for Alabama. Mm. Damn. Talk shit about her. It's a job fair. We'll be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Job fair. Got the homie Sal Vulcano standing by for Scam of the Week. We need to get into a little bit more about the scam of delivering food and what I used to do to people when I knew they wasn't going to tip and you had the audacity to order from the same place again. You're a bold motherfucker if you're not going to tip and then going to order again. You think I'm not going to eat some of your food, motherfucker? How long ago was that? Aren't you a little angry still? <laughs> It's 1994. Oh my I don't let shit go, JG. <laughs> that's not healthy. Well, so you don't talk to counselors about That's not why you go to counseling. I don't believe in squashing beef. You know I don't squash the beef. You just squash ice cream. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. As I try to calm down, we bring on the brother <laughs> whose job it is to always be calm, cool, and collected. If you're traversing around Middle Tennessee, it's a little warm outside. Sundress season. If you want to cross paths with this man, get on outside there and let the wind blow up your sundress, Marilyn Monroe style. Wait, what? Pull up a glass of Evans Williams or a little peanut butter whiskey. Set that right there down at your feet and he will appear. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, how goes it, brother? How you doing? What's cracking? What's going down? I'm, I'm feeling good. Everything's cool out this way. How y'all doing? Yeah, we good, Hi. man. Just kicking back with a little Juneteenth ice cream. Hey. Of, you know. Hey, man, that'll give us free. And some sprinkles. See what I'm talking We bring Rod on this program to give you topics to break the ice with coworkers at your job because they ain't talking about shit and y'all tired of staring at each other. So it's Rod's job to... Spruce up that work relationship. Rod, what you got on the table for us today, bro? Well, right now, uh, something going on in the black community that is heavily related to equal opportunity and lack of discrimination. Happy Pride Month and a big shout out to a LGBTQIA plus pioneer, Saucy Santana, rapper, former makeup artist for the city girls broke into the scene full face of makeup wearing ladies clothes passing himself off as a homosexual man got some nice jams too get over your homophobia and listen to saucy santana that that boy can rap um right now rumors floating around 
that a woman in the shadows is saying she is pregnant with his child. Okay. Turns out he might be bisexual. Wait a minute, ain't he? That, if that is true, is that the same as being outed? See, we need Danny Fernandez back on this bitch. Yeah, it seems he's been end. He's... Oh, he's been in. It seems Saucy Santana has been in. So let me make sure I'm following this. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have someone mm-hmm. who has said, hey, I'm a gay man. I'm a gay man. Gay man, gay man, gay man. I love men. Men, 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 men. Mm-hmm. And then someone is coming out going, I'm pregnant with his baby. Mm-hmm. It's like the reverse scandal of someone saying, I'm his down low boyfriend. It's, like, it's I love story. my wife. I'm his boyfriend. <laughs> so it's a reverse outing. It's an inning. Yes. Okay. I get what you're saying. Okay. Mm. He's been inned. He's been in. Rumors are swirling that my man <laughs> might be straight. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> yeah, this woman says uh, she's a physical therapist. And they were, uh, they started out as friends. And then they hooked up about four times, and she says she got pregnant the first time. But she's not looking okay. for him to help her raise the child or contribute in any way. He can if he'd like to, and if he doesn't want to, then she won't. Oh, my. Now, this is how I know I'm old. I'm looking at pictures of Saucy Santana. Oh. I thought this was just a TikTok person that just had a lot of like charisma and swag and you're telling me there's a whole catalog of music that I've been missing out on that I oh, need to yeah. go back and look Before at. Before Saucy Santana was rapping, like I said, started out as the makeup artist for the rap group The City Girls. Then uh, mm-hmm. became a part of uh, re- the, what is it? House, Real Housewives of Hip Hop or whatever the fuck. Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. He was on that and now he's mm-hmm. rapping and like I said, get over your homophobia and get with these bars. My man can rap. There it is. He looked like a shorter version like of Magic Johnson's yeah. son. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some similarities there. All right, well, yeah. if you want to bring that one up during Pride Month with your coworkers, go right ahead. That's a, I do think if you don't know shit about Saucy Santana, you don't need to be bringing this up with nobody if you don't already know who this artist is because you're going to sound crazy. Oh, yeah, this is definitely for you, you to, uh, for white people to talk about with their black coworkers. I disagree. I think this is for black people who already have this software pre-installed. If you don't have the Saucy <laughs> Santana update... <laughs> If you don't have the Saucy Santana update already pre-installed in your brain and you don't already know this person, don't you crack this don't you crack this open with your blood? They need to know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Look, man, if I'm at work and a white person comes up and tells me about Saucy Santana, my first thought is going to be like, what the hell are you really into? Like, I need to know. Because <laughs> this is on. It's this is super inside baseball. Like, now, listen, if you can nail this conversation with a black co-worker, oh, you're going to get a bunch of brownie points with them. Please believe. Oh, yeah. But if you see. Mm. Okay. And send that story to us. Don't send it to me. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. job here at Gmail. I need to know this story. Yeah, I'm sorry. Message, I'm, Rod. I'm, I'm Let's flip it up real quick, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> PSA for black people to talk to white people about right now. Uh, in, the, in the last couple days, there has been a rash of animal attacks on white people in the wild. Oh, no. Please oh, no. talk to talk your about white it, co-workers about respecting <laughs> the boundaries of these animals. Summertime. There has so far, in, in a week, there has been uh, a man mauled to death by an alligator in Florida while trying to retrieve a frisbee from a lake. Really? Yes. Uh, it happened at a disc yeah. golf course. And they have signs up that say, stay out of the water, there's alligators. And apparently, uh, Frisbee's cost $9,000 now because he just couldn't let that one have uh, stay in the water. He had to go get it. You can't do that. Um, the COVID restrictions, people are back out again. And, it's, and the animals, they didn't go nowhere. Outside for real. <laughs> you got to be careful with that. All right, Florida Gator, what else? Yellowstone National Park. A uh, woman got too close to a bison, got gored and tossed 10 feet in the air. Uh, and just like in Florida, uh, they have signs everywhere telling you, stay the fuck back from the bison. Give them about 60 feet. Won't listen. Why would you Why would you walk up on a fucking bison? And then in Australia, a man was seen on video running for his life 
and you may have thought there was somebody with a knife or a gun chasing him. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was a kangaroo. Don't know what he did no. to that motherfucker, but the kangaroo was hunting his ass down. Yo. My man tripped up. The kangaroo pounced, and they got into a full-blown fist fight. No. <laughs> kangaroo got them talons on their feet. They're like velociraptors like covered in fur. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Yo. Bro, you'll get fucked up Yo. good. Yo. One donkey kick will just straight your kidney gone. Yeah. yeah, like the dude picked up a stick and started swinging. Like they were going blow no. for blow and the dude finally had to do a takedown MMA style and just sit on top of him till the kangaroo was too tired to fight back. Made him tap out. Yeah. Damn, bro. <laughs> White people, watch yourself with these animals, please. Stop trying to talk to bears and bison and shit. Can I say that bison shit. burgers are good, or am I in trouble for that? Is that bad? No, bison meat is fam. It's top fucking nice. It's freaking amazing. It's fucking okay. awesome. Yeah, it's no bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can talk to bison meat, <laughs> but don't talk to bison like regular. Like that's a bad idea. Don't don't. That's all we're saying, JG. Don't don't talk. This podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. You can get it wherever you listen to this podcast, Rod. We bid you adieu on this wonderful, wonderful mid uh, middle of the month. And, uh, happy Juneteenth. If happy. you don't get a chance to say it over. Happy Juneteenth. Bless up. <laughs> Little saucy Santana right there. Yeah, yeah. Walking like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rod. Scam of the week time. Bye. We welcome back to the show the homie Sal Vulcano. He is one-fourth of the Impractical Jokers and Tenderloins on True TV. New season. Congratulations. Kicked off earlier this year. Another season. They putting in the clip right now. I know that you all are doing a lot of different projects now. And you are a wonderful, let me just say as an aside, a wonderful stand-up comedian as well in your own right. And and third, I got to give Sal props because he's one. You remember when we were talking about T.I.? doing mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. and we started talking about Brother Man from the Fifth Floor mm-hmm. and Anthony Anderson mm-hmm. and he started doing stand-up and how Sal has always respected the craft and has bit it off a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time and now headlining coast to coast and doing the damn thing on top of all of that TV production. Sal, this is the part of the show where we share scams that we've seen run on the job or scams that we ourselves have ran. I want to tell you a story real quick from my food delivery days, and I want you to tell me if you ever did this, because you said something in the first break that piqued my interest about how you prioritized how how you delivered based on the tips. So in Birmingham, there was this spot called Stakeout, which was a steak delivery company in the mid-90s. And the idea of having a T-bone steak delivered to your home was completely unheard of at the time. Like, so this was the shit, third. Like, I was delivering steaks to doctors and fucking... I'm about to say, don't you act like I ain't Southern? Bankers. I lived in Georgia. I know what a steakout is, damn it. I ate okay. that. I, I messed with that. Okay. It was good to the states. It was delicious. Until until the states got gray in the late eighties, it was on point. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I worked for their competitor, a much shittier place called Steak Express. (laughs) (laughs) Steak Express was run by a decent man. Um, I don't remember his name. I think it was Randy, but he was a decent guy. And the thing that Steak Express did that annoyed me as a delivery driver is that they allowed people to write checks. So there was this woman and she would order six ounce steak tips, medium well, baked potato, extra cheese. And it came to $7.41. And every time I delivered this goddamn steak, these steak tips did. She had me a check for $7.41. Not a penny more, not a penny less, not a single tip. Now, I'm not saying that everyone was well-to-do within this area, but it was the well-to-do, you know you should tip me at least $2 side of town. Even if you're going to under-tip, tip. So, like like you said, Sal, you get familiar with the regulars. After about 
two weeks, three nights a week for two weeks, I'm delivering them. Six ounce steak tips, baked potato, extra cheese. Week three, I ate two of them steak tips. I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> fuck you. I'm getting it's something. It was a different out type of, of tip, but you got it. I went in the back one day and I fucking hollowed out the bottom of her baked potato <gasps> and framed it so it was just a shell. It looked like a full baked potato, but the moment you touched the top of it, that shit was just going to collapse in on the space uh -huh. that I... What did you do? What were your petty grievances to get even with shitty tippers, Sal? Oh, boy. All right. So here's the thing, because you just reminded me of this as you were speaking. But I, so first, I mean, tips meant something, so I would prioritize them. I, I, was still, I was still on the up and up, though. I'd still try to get to every, everybody swiftly, but like I would, if there's someone that doesn't tip or tips a buck, and I'm always doing that, right? So, but I had my I had one. Uh, I, I don't know her name. It was 120 1D, though. And I. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. You right? You remember the address? I can live on past what used to be the old food world. You know where I'm talking about. This, this is the producer's note of the show where we like to say that we do not encourage swatting of anybody. Please do not use these addresses to look up any of these dead. old people. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go and ahead. if she ain't dead, where the fuck is my money? <laughs> play that for her. Crank it up. Let me get up to the microphone so she can hear. Hey, can you hear me now? You fucking cheap motherfucker, you. It's all good till you find out that a nursing home waiting for you with a robe on to open the door. Or worse, one of her sons who's a gun owner. <laughs> I tell you what, talking shit about my goddamn Mimo. <laughs> fucking Mimo was cheap. She, she's not opening a robe. She's going to lift up a pant leg. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Sal. I'm sorry. No, no. I, it was my. So. So um, I did, once in a while I did a, I, well I do Sundays, so Sundays I would do the whole day. So she ordered in the daytime, and she, so we used to have a minimum delivery, but she wasn't too far from the place, so my boss would let it slide. Um, it was like, I think it was like, whatever it was, like an $8 delivery. So every day, every time I worked on Sunday, she would order the same thing. She would order two Sicilian slices, one with pepperoni, and a can of Coke, and it would come to four ninety five. Okay, so I, every single time I would go to deliver to her and I would ring the bell. First things first, she would take two to four minutes to get to the door, which is absurd. It's fucking with your turnover. It's fucking so with your turnover. Yeah, it is. And so and she would be like, I'll be right there. Like she let me know she was there, but then she still wouldn't get, you know, two, three minutes. And I, and I, I would always that was already that from from. Right there, I was like, I don't like this. And she did it consistently, <laughs> right? And, and I would hear her just, just coming over, like, slow to the door. And then she would open the door. Her place was a mess. She had a, she had a, she, she, I did this too, but she had a, um, a treadmill. Uh -huh. she, it was an apartment. It was on the ground level of garden apartment. She had a treadmill in there that just had clothes hanging on it, essentially. She just irked me. She was not clean. Her teeth were yellow. Oh. Uh, you know, she made me wait, and, and then she would give me four ninety five every single week. Or was it? No, sorry, it was it was four thirty five. Oh my God, Sal! Right. She would give change wow. like four thirty five, and then go like, "Thank you." And I, I just had to like eat it every time, and just be like, yeah. "You made me wait two minutes. You know, you keep the yellow, and you you don't tip me." And so, so there was one time, a couple times, where she would go, "Oh, you know what? All I had." Is coins. Uh -huh. So then she started giving me, uh, mm. she started giving me 16, 17 quarters oh, no. and a dime, like, or oh. nickels. And, oh, like, that's foul. Or, 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 you know, tw however many quarters you have and the rest. Wow. And she'd go, here's the one. She used to count it out and I had to hold my hand over. One, two. So I was, oh, so I would tell my, funny. I would tell my boss and I would go, why do you do this? Why points. do you take this from the state? She doesn't meet the delivery minimum. She doesn't tip me. She holds me up. I hate her. Why do you do this? And he's like, you know what? It is what it is. It's during the day. She's, she, she orders a few times a week. Just, just don't worry about it. Just shake it. Do me a favor. Just do me the favor and deliver it. So one day I go there and she makes me wait my two, three minutes. I hear, hold on. She gets to the door. She opens it and she goes, 
here you go. And it was like the four ninety five, whatever. She hands me a Manila envelope, okay, and it's it weighs like like a bit, probably like a pound, right? Mm. And I'm like, okay, so I I don't even look at it, right? I don't even look at it. So I get in the car. In front of her, I get in the car, I open it up. It's one hundred percent pennies. Really? My hand, my hand, my hand to God. There wasn't a nickel in there. My hand to God. Holy shit! Oh, She's just fuck. trying you. Four hundred and fucking five hundred pennies in there. So <laughs> great. So I can't wait. So I go back. I get the, get to the pizzeria. I walk in the door. My boss is behind the counter. I just walked up. And I took the envelope and I turned, it, I turned it over. And dude, just 500 pennies filled out. And he goes, what is that? And I go, that's the lady you making me deliver to. She just paid in pennies exclusively. And he's like, I've never seen this like this before in my life. I've been here for 15 years. I've never seen anything like this. I go, I know. This is what I've been telling you. So he's like, wow. he goes, I, I can't. He gets on the phone. He calls her. And he's really? like, hey. He goes, listen. I cannot accept, I will never get rid of all these pennies. Like, I'm going to send this back to you and you pay me the, the $4.95, you know, when you can. All right? I, I can't, I've never seen anything like this. He actually took a little bit of a, a, t- a stern take with her. So, okay, so now I got to bring them back. But before I bring them back, I was like, I'm going to count the pennies. Because she said, oh, that's the one thing I forgot to say when she handed me the pennies for the first time ever. For the first time ever, she said, there's a little something in there for you. For the first time really? ever. Really? My mind exploded because I'm holding the two pounds of coin <laughs> of U.S. like <laughs> currency. And she's saying that, so what is going to be in there for me? So I said, I got to count it before I bring it back. I counted it out and it was five cents. Please. Five pennies extra in there. Oh, look at that. She loved you, Brett. A whole five so, pennies? So, so here's what I did. I'm not proud of it. It was the first and only time in all my years. Yes. I worked in restaurants, bars. Uh-huh. I delivered pizza. I never did anything like this yes. ever, 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 ever. What you do? But Don't the next oh time I delivered to her, yes. I took the slices out. Yes. And I just stood on them and I just rubbed it into the slice. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm proud or ashamed. I'm disgusted. It's, it's, I'm not. It's, a sh- it's shame. But it was earned. More often than not, our food service brethrens mm. are put in rocking hard places and being treated like shit. And you can't be like treating people like shit and then still eating whatever the fuck food they bring you. <laughs> now I appreciate there you taking you this angle, Roy. I appreciate Playing it. With your life. Yeah, Playing no. with your life. Ain't nothing wrong with licking somebody's slice. You ain't got. Do you have? You got? Uh, did you have herpes uh, in the mouth at the time? No, no, no. Okay, fair game. You don't have like koala germs in your mouth, do you? Oh, no, on the way. I'm on the way. Unclear. Unclear. All right, word. As long as you ain't giving anybody yeah. chlamydia from spitting on the pizza, you good? No, no. Like, I don't I really see it. any issues. I, I looked at it. I took a beat, and I was like, "Is this me? Is this me?" But like, she just. I. I. You gotta say it. I arrived. There. <laughs> I get it. Uh huh. And so I just said, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I need something inside because this woman's crushing my soul. I'm okay with this. I can see the I'm total. Okay I, can, I can see the whole existentialism like scenario playing out in his head as he's walking up. Am I this guy? Am I? Th- but you know what? Knock, knock. Here you go. <laughs> but, yeah. it, but that takes yeah. a lot. Yeah. That takes a lot. You got a lot to lose right now. You're a man on a well-established television franchise. And here you are years later admitting to licking somebody's oh slice of pizza. Gosh. Cause they treat you like shit for a whole summer. I, they might. I, I mean, I might open up. Lord knows they go back and they get you. They look for stuff. Uh huh. So. They do go backwards. Yeah, we Karma. might need to bleep out. <laughs> we'll we bleep out her address because you did say the address earlier. So I'll bleep out that part. Yeah, it was know. twenty plus years ago. Leave that address in. It's okay. All right, you heard him, Roy. <laughs> Not cutting it. Okay. All right, that's just gonna be so, in there. Hold that, hold that thought. We're going we're gonna to come back to you after the break. We're going to wrap it up with the homie Sal Vulcano, and I want to talk a little bit about your journey into becoming the Impractical Jokers and, you know, everything that that entailed and how you all got down that path. This is a job fair. We'll be right back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Job fair, bringing it home. The homie Sal Vulcano is on the show today. Sal. Let's talk a little bit. JG, you had a question for him. I did. All right. Roy knows you well. Third watches you. I am getting to know you now. You've got to tell me the ordained minister piece. How did that come about? Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, there's nothing too much to that one. I could, it, my, um, my, one of my best friends asked me to marry him. Uh-huh. And so I went online uh-huh. and, um, I clicked a few buttons. <laughs> I got ordained by the Universal Life Church of the Greater Modesto, California really? area in 2003. And I, no, I actually, no, I had actually, I did that on my own just for the fun of it. Uh-huh. And then in 2011, eight years later, he, I know because they, I printed out the certificate in my print. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've since married nine people. Really? Oh, that's dope. That's dope. You don't have to give sermons though, right? I, I do the full like, I do the full ceremony. I don't, I don't know if I call no no no. It that's not what I'm asking you, Sal. What I'm saying is you don't you don't got to sit up on Saturday nights half drunk and decide to write a speech for Sunday morning. That that's that's what I'm saying. You don't no no. You I just don't get do to do the marriage shit, which is fun. But I did research that for tax breaks, but it ain't happening. Nice. Ooh, nice. nice. Do, do you do exorcisms? Exorcisms? Any exorcisms? Do you get the exorcisms? I am low level reverend. Damn. I got. I just have an ID number that I could put on a piece of paper for you. And I ain't gonna lie, man. If I if I if I got the reverend thing, I tell people I could do exorcisms even if I couldn't. That shit just seems like some money in there. I don't know. Talk about a scam. That might be a good one to do. I'm just saying. Thank you, down south Georgia girl. The standard fee for a wedding officiant usually ranges from five hundred to eight hundred dollars. Really? Some civil officials charge more for add-ons such as. Custom ceremony scripts, premarital counseling, or appearing at the rehearsal. As we get ready to get you out of here, brother, I know that you are, you know, still working on, you know, the new season of Impractical Jokers. But if you could just briefly talk to us about, I guess, talk. What did it mean in the struggle years before? True TV got on board with what you all were doing because there's something genuine about you and the gang that it's not, the show is not cast in that sense. And I think that's another reason why the show has worked for so many years is that it is for legitimate friends who really are fucking cool with each other and who really do keep in touch in the off season is was that having friends did that help keep your spirits up because tv and entertainment is a weird fucking bag bro where it's a lot of is this going to happen should i keep doing this and when those thoughts enter your head did it help to have other people around you or was that more of a detriment to your psyche at that time no i would say it definitely helped um yeah, man. So we met as uh, when we were thirteen. Um, it was we all met. We went to the same high school and we were the same age. So we met like the first year. So this June will be thirty-two years we know each other. Um, and in high school, we did comedy together, uh, improv and sketch. And then we went to separate ways. And then after college, uh, we we met up with each other and we were all still doing it. And so we decided to try to start doing it together. That was uh, in 1999. 
So we started doing rehearsals in my friend's mom's basement three nights a week. Uh, and we did that for six months, three nights a week before we ever put up a show. Um, and we would tape the rehearsals on like a, a big old eight, like a VHS recorder, like a those old cameras, you know? Oh, I know. I, I had a sex tape on one of those. Yeah. Strictly <laughs> VHS. Keep going. So we would tape the rehearsals and then we'd like rehearse for like, we'd do two to three hours a night and then we would put the tape in the thing, rewind it, and then watch our own rehearsal and like pause it and be like, you could we could have done that better. We could have done that better. And we sucked. But I mean, like we we did that for six, three nights a week for six months. Then we put up our first show, March fourth, two thousand. I'm sure if I looked, and I I have every show recorded. Um, wow. And I and I went back and looked at it, and eh, you, know, it's, you know, it's not good or whatever. But but like our family came out, and we kept doing it. We kept going out, and we would do it like at least four shows a month that we put up ourselves. So at these black box theaters, we sell the tickets, we do everything, and. Um, and that's in 2000. You promoting y'all had to print flyers. Y'all was putting flyers on cars. How did shit. y'all go from how did y'all go from taping each other and doing these improv things to 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 impractical jokers? Because like to me, from, from and yes, I will openly admit, JG and Roy, I am a fan of impractical jokers. I've said this that's cool. to him before we even started. I freaked out when we saw him, but that's not the point. How do you go from doing like improv in a garage to doing these? Because like that's that's the, the, it doesn't seem practice. It's, you you know each other that much is apparent, but like that how do you how do you go from from one to the other? It's nothing but a grind until uh, until an opportunity that you, you take. I mean, we we well, he just said we used to print out flyers and then go to the mall and put out like 500, 600 flyers. Go to the city, litter litter places with flyers to get people to come to our show. And we started get, we started doing crazy stuff too. We were like, maybe we should also do sketches. So we had the video camera. So we started writing these short films and filming them with casting our friends, borrowing favors from everybody. And then my friend learned how to edit. And then we'd go and we'd go to Costco and buy a 32-inch tube television every month when we had the show in the city. And we drive my friend's dad's truck we drive it up walk a 32 inch tube television up like five flights of steps to this 55 seat we did a 100 seat theater and we put it up and hook up the vcr so we could show them the short film on vhs so they could watch it because there wasn't a projector and we did it because costco let you return everything no questions asked yes so once a month (laughs) we bought a third once a month for like nine months we bought a 32 inch tube television from costco awesome we're doing that we're doing that um and then we decided in 2006 seven years later to start filming sketches again we started to get a little more adept one of us wanted to act write screenplays we were all doing all that kind of thing and there was a contest online that was just like we had filmed a short film where i played a superhero that they were making a documentary on and there was this contest online for, through nbc that they had themes and they, they would put out the theme and then you could upload a short uh, a sketch to it right and then the, the literally online would vote. And if you won, you can win $1,000. And my friend's wife sent me this link. She goes, you guys should try this. And one of them, the superhero doc that we made kind of fit it. So we just uploaded it and we won $1,000. And we were wow. like, what? Yeah. How, how? It blew our minds. So then this was a weekly thing called It's Your Show. And it was going to turn into an actual show on NBC hosted by Carson Daly about finding the best sketch comedy troops in the country. And this was their way of getting talent for cheap and coming in. So they were doing at least one or two genres a week. So we started making short films at a rate of one to two short films a week. Nice. And we were uploading them to the server and we were winning. And we ended up winning 11 of them total, which was $11,000. Damn. And we started getting a little bit of a fan base. And then they pulled four or five other troops from this thing over like months and months that they thought did the best. And we were one of the five. And they actually had a full studio glossy, almost like deal or no deal. It didn't make any sense. Now think about it. Carson Daly hosted it. They brought it in audience. And they took one of the best of each of our sketches. They didn't fly us in, but they played them, and the audience voted, and the, it was the pilot episode, and the winner was going to win one hundred thousand dollars. Wow! What? I swear to God. So we didn't even go. We got the call. We won. 
Wow. The show never makes it to air past the pilot phase, uh-huh. but it doesn't matter. We won, and so they had to pay us. Give me my money. So they pay us a hundred grand. I get my Joe's sister who's an accountant to like launder that shit. I paid no taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> so the producers from that television show asked us if we'd like to do a project with them. We said yes. We developed a single camera sitcom about ourselves, and then their agents took us on as as clients. And then that agent left and went to CAA and took us with him. And then we started pitching shows through him at through him at CAA. Very nice. After like six or seven other failed projects, we came up with Jokers. We had uh, we had a week long uh, week long schedule of meetings booked for pitches, and we didn't have any pitches. Like he called us up one day, he's like, "Let's pitch next week." So we met, dude. Three days before we did this pitch, we met and didn't know the idea, and we sat down at lunch at Royal Crown Bakery in Staten Island on Old Town Road, and we sat there and we thought of like two or three ideas and one was Jokers, and we went the next night into the city. The four of us went the next night into Manhattan and we filmed about four or five bits on our cell phones, hiding on our cell phones, in like a Victoria's Secret, in a movie theater, uh, in a Sephora, <laughs> and on the street. And we people have to understand, this is felonious behavior. Yo, like, there's the, no like, permits, there's wow. no, you could get arrested fucking around like this at that time. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and so we did it, we cut it together, and then we brought it in, and we pitched MTV, we pitched everybody, MTV wanted to buy it, but they wanted to make it a strip show every day of the week with different contestants competing. That's and then, exhausting. And then we said, so we're not even on it, and we're just going to sell it away, basically, mm. or help exactly. So that's ridiculousness, basically, like a live-action ridiculousness. Yeah like, yeah, like what we're doing, but like, well, they, they stole our idea and made the show anyway, because... We went yeah. to True, and we were like, we were like, yeah, but we really want to like, we've been comedians for like a decade. Mm-hmm. We want to try to get ourselves on it. We think that if we're on, then we can anchor the show because people will have a favorite to root for, and there's a competition that extends over the course. Of, they didn't want to hear any of it. True TV was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Don't go with them. And they go. She goes, is it MTV? Is it MTV that made you an offer? We're like, yeah. She's like, fuck MTV. She goes, I'll make you an offer right now. She made us an offer in the room. Nice. She was like, wow. I, she brought other people in because she had tears coming down her face when she watched it. So she brought in other people. They watched it again. They were crying so hard that they had to, and we couldn't believe it. And she goes, I'm, this is, I want to sign a deal with you in the, in the room. So it's kind of crazy. And then MTV went and made this show called Money from Strangers, which was our exact idea. Uh, we, mm. we changed it a little bit for true. But in the, in the pilot, we were driving around in the van, pulling up in locations, almost like a kit. And like the voice of the van was Patrick Stewart. It was a little different. But then there was all these challenges. And wow. they literally did that. They got a van, they got a host, and they would pull up and, and challenge people for money. And they did the whole thing. But anyway, it didn't last long. But yeah, so that's, that's like how we got there, really. I mean, that's a so, long-winded story you didn't ask for about how we got there. That's exactly the story are, I asked for. Fuck that. That was awesome. <laughs> and here we are. 250 plus fucking episodes later. Here we are. One theatrical release later. Mm. Here we are. Syndicated across the globe later in this comedy that makes you motherfucking feel good. Mm -hmm. And here you are touring as a goddamn comedian and storyteller. Sal, you have a hustler spirit from the days of turning a shitty ass car into a Dukes of Hazard vehicle. <laughs> you make me feel good, buddy. I, I wish you could follow me around and just talk to me like that. Coming from you, you, you know, you're you're our god, man. You're like Roy is the best yes. there is. There's nobody. I put Roy yes. up in there. I say it, I say it in every conversation, every Tell interview, every okay. comedy isn't really ba- like isn't really like fair. And I know that Roy is killing it. But Roy should be known by everybody on this planet. Absolutely. And when it, and the conversation Absolutely. happens right now about who's the goat and who's the best and who's doing this, the body of work that he's built. Roy is. I put Roy up against anybody. I say it every chance I get. If you well, you watch interviews with me, I say that. So for for me, for Roy and Roy, like you know, would do gigs with me, and it's just so nice that he would do a gig with me. You know, and and you know, he's is he's just up here. You know. So for him to even give me the time and do these gigs with me and then give me advice and just be a friend like that to me and that support him all this time, it's like what a friend I have in Roy is like, I can't even, I can't get that anywhere else. So I, I just, I really think he's lived, 
he can kill in any room under any circumstance, no matter what. It is it is not easy to do that. Thank you, man. It is not easy to do that. Well, and and, and I'll tell you right you, now, man. every comic feels the same way because we talk about it. Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, and Paramount Productions. We did it. Yes. Homie Sal Vulcano is now a proud member of the End to End Club. Yay. Nice. With us for the entire episode. A pleasure having you on, yes. brother. Uh, the new season of True TV's and Practical Jokers premieres six, June 16th. It's, a, it's the end of season nine, the last eight episodes of season nine, which we started before okay. the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. And then so we, we start filming 16th. season 10 in a week. So. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Well, I might have to... I might have to swing by and do that shit now. I got enough job security at Comedy Central. I can come fuck with you and not piss off nobody over here. Oh, yeah. Like, we've already... Re- I told you, like, we, we want to book you to host the, uh, an episode. Don't have me doing... Don't have me eating no weird shit, man. That's the only thing. I ain't gonna eat no weird shit. You need to have... Y'all need to have a joint where y'all have Roy sitting out there eating that good old racism ice cream from Walmart while y'all tell him things to say in his ear as people walk by and question him eating the ice cream. That would be a fucking hilarious Joker's prank is to just have me getting white people to try Juneteenth ice cream. Oh, oh, oh. test test audience. What do you do? Like when you have those tests? Focus groups. Yeah, you do the focus group prank? Oh yeah, that'd be great. All right, we got to get out of here, man. Thank you, Sal. Yeah, come see me on tour, salvocatacomedy.com. And uh, I, got, I got two podcasts I do. One's called Hey Dave and one's called Taste Buds. And they're funny. Check them out. Taste Buds oh, is the yeah. shit. Y'all just did the egg challenge. I fuck with you, Sal. I fuck. Oh, wow. That's all I can no say. I, fuck you. I love you, brother. Love you, too, Thank man. You. Thank you, guys. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.